0: Welcome to the Broadcasters Roundtable here on Flyers Radio 24-7.
1: Preseason is over. The exhibition games are finally in the rear view. And now the season starts for real. And the mantra is they've all got something to prove. With our latest and first Broadcasters Roundtable of the new season, Tim Saunders with Steve Coates, Jim Jackson, and Bill Meltzer. Guys, a little different start to this season, uh, not only because of the first four games being at home, That in itself is unusual, but you don't very often get this much time between the last preseason game and the first regular season opener. I don't think there's uh, any question that in the guys' minds in the room, they're a better team. Question is, are they? And uh, I guess it's going to take a little
0: time really to get the answer to that. Yeah, it's interesting, Timmy, you talk about all this time. The full week from the last preseason game to the opener. I think they, they want to get there to that opener as fast as they can because as each day passes, another player is either injured or going on COVID protocol or what have you. So a pretty lengthy list of players unavailable to start this season, which isn't what, what they had in mind. But the general the atmosphere is still very positive. with The new additions with the fact that they've had a full training camp and they've had uh, AV working his magic as he does in his practices. Um, so I think the general feeling still, despite all of these uh, bumps and bruises and illnesses or what have you, I think is, is very positive and that they're really looking forward to getting this thing rolling.
2: I truly believe that this is a crucial beginning with all the home ke- home game you have prior to heading out to play Edmonton and Calgary and Vancouver. And it, it's not going to be easy. And even with Seattle coming in, you know, anything can happen. And for this team to be waiting so long to All of a sudden, having to play the Canucks after so many teams are already in in play, they've got to take advantage of this. They got to get off to a good start for themselves first of all, because they all are new to each other. You got three brand new defensemen. You got a new forward up there that was played really well the other game. But this 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 beginning is going to be huge for this hockey club.
1: Yeah, Billy uh, Elaine Vainio said he was going to make the most of this week in between and really kind of get down to systems work and make sure they're all on the same page. And I'm not sure because of the guys that periodically haven't been available that they were able to necessarily
3: accomplish that to the extent that they, they hoped they would. No, I mean, for sure. You, you know, you had a couple more players go down with injury. Uh, you know, they, they, they were confident going into last weekend that it would really only be a day or two with uh, Ryan Ellis, Rasmus for Salinen. Um, from all appearances, Ellis is ready for the opener. He'll be ready. He'll be ready to go. Uh, line will miss at least the first game, so that'll put Nick Sealer in the lineup uh, for the opener. I, you know, I, I don't think they necessarily got what they wanted to do done in that in that extra week. I guess the good news is that it gave Ellis a little extra time, and um, they they were able to do a little bit of special teams work at practice and that kind of thing. You know, I I, I agree with Cozy that the this homestand that starts the season is critical, you know, to, uh, to get off on the right foot, you know, to just start establishing a winning identity again. Um, you know, the, the last time there was a relatively full season. I mean, the Flyers had the best NH, the ref, best record in the NHL at home, you know, they were uh, top 10 in goals against and goals per game. I mean, you know, it's going to, it's going to, those kind of things are going to fluctuate a little during the season. But I think to have a good home stand and show improvement in those areas that struggled, you know, the, the PK in particular. But just just playing the right way, being more competitive five on five, I think you want to set that right from the outset. Well, and you know,
1: as, as we looked at the start of the off season, I think we all were kind of shaking our heads, like, "How is Chuck going to do everything that?" clearly needs to be done. He had a narrative that he wanted to make every move he made fit specifically, make this team better defensively. There's no question that they've accomplished that. The other thing that people I think are a little reluctant to talk about, the mix in that dressing room just wasn't right. And when they left last year, I think they all knew that. Changing that that intangible might be harder than changing, you know, the things that you can put your finger on. Uh, Jimmy, I think just by adding the experience that they have, what are they, the fourth oldest team right now on average in the NHL, you look at those teams at the bottom of that list or the oldest teams. They're all playoff teams. So uh, that wasn't easy what he did. And I applaud him for bringing in the experience that he did.
0: And you know what, Timmy, he, he brought in experience, but, he brought in energized experience. I mean, we're not talking about uh, old guys who are just playing out this spring. We're talking about Cam Atkinson, who brings tons of energy with him. We're talking about Keith Yandel. You can't be in the room with with Keith Yandel and not get pumped up. Uh, Rasmus has this persona about him as this guy that loves to be hated. Um, even uh, Derek Broussard is a, just a, a hockey geek. He's all hockey all the time. Ryan Ellis, same thing, all hockey. So he went out and got veterans But he got veterans who are all about hockey and kind of have youthful enthusiasm. So I think you you kind of kill two birds with one stone, you get more experience, but you also bring an energy into that locker room, which uh, I don't know if it was lacking, but something, as you said, was lacking. And uh, perhaps it was that energy, that that all hockey mentality that uh, these guys bring. So I'm really curious to see how this all mixes together from a chemistry standpoint. You know, Chuck Fletcher, Elaine Vigneault, all of us, all the fans, none of us know. You just don't know until these guys are in games and no preseason games. I'm sorry. Don't count regular season games that count. That's when you see about chemistry with the team. That's when you see if they're willing to, to block that shot and do what they have to do to, to help each other and help the team. And we'll find that out starting Friday. I want to feed off of what you
2: said about the energy, because I, I, I truly believe that every one of those guys brings an energy. But on top of that, they bring leadership they've been leaders on other teams so that is going to help immensely to change the culture what you've already talked about this team last year and i have no idea why it became too easy to lose it became accepted and the answers in a, a post game press conference were always well we played the right way but we didn't we don't understand how we didn't win well hold on for a second the reason that you lost is because you didn't win you didn't play properly and I think that attitude has to come back you got that thing right over your shoulder it's got a big Flyers logo on it that's what represents winning that's yeah I thank you for pointing that out but that's what you learn yeah that's what you learn that you represent every time you come out of the locker room the pride of what that logo is about and I think it went away and somehow and I think with all the additional players we have the type of players they are, they're gritty players, that that will come back.
1: Billy, at the end of the year, um, Chuck Fletcher said part of the problem was we were just too young in certain spots. Do you agree with him?
3: Well, I, there were a number of young players last year that they, they went in counting on stepping up into bigger roles, um, two of whom are gone now. Um, Phil Myers was you know, they were counting on twenty quality minutes a night after he showed promise the year before. They were hoping for a full return from Nolan Patrick and those things didn't happen, you know? And um, I mean I, I think it was a I, I I do think that was that was a piece of it. I think what Kozi was saying too about the you know guys who are tone setters who who play the right way and everybody else follows suit that was that was not there that was not there in the lineup last year and you can look at games that were you know not just the final score was ugly in some cases but they they weren't competitive you know and and those were that you just you just can't accept that
1: well um you know the old adage in hockey is you can't hurt a guy by stashing him in the American League or in the minors for an extra year. You can't overcook a guy. You won't hurt a guy by having him earn his way to the NHL. You can hurt a guy by bringing him up too soon. That transitions into the decision they made with Morgan Frost. And it wasn't Alain Vigneault. It sounds like it was Chuck Fletcher that made the decision. Hey, let's be fair to this kid. He hasn't played much hockey in the last year. Um, In a perfect world, you would have loved to have him jump into that two uh, center role, number two center role. That was probably unfair to ask him to do that. He'll be better off for going down and kind of finding his game, won't he? I think so.
0: Yeah. I mean, was that for you, Bill? I'm sorry. Uh, no, good, for Anybody? I, I mean, I, I just think, Timmy, when, when you think about – the trade for Keith Yandel and how they're handling Cam York, kind of a similar scenario there, yeah. uh, although the injury to Kevin Hayes afforded Morgan Frost another opportunity to, to make the team. He didn't really grab it. Uh, in fairness to him, he hasn't played a lot of hockey, as you mentioned, so uh, I, I totally agree. Uh, get him down in the minors. Get him reps. Get Cam York reps. Get Igor Zamula reps. Get these guys who are pretty close. Maybe they're even ready, but you know, at least we know they're pretty close. Get them more reps down there. I mean, a perfect scenario for any organization organization is to have veterans performing at a good level and youngsters below them to be pushing them to be really saying, hey, I'm ready to be recalled. But, you know, there's no room for him yet. And hopefully that's the way it is uh, for the Flyers, both on D and up front. Uh, but I certainly didn't disagree with the, the move with Morgan because he didn't jump out in the preseason games. And so now I think that this is uh, the perfect scenario for him. Hopefully Derek Brassard does fit the bill as the second line center. But I'll tell you what, if, if he does doesn't, then there's going to be talk before Kevin Hayes gets back because as Kevin, as the coach, said, this start this season is so important to this team. They can't afford to be, you know, at one in three with no production at all from their second line center. They might have to say, Morgan you got to give it, you know, you got to do it. You know, it might happen. They don't want that to be the case, but again, this start is important. Results matter. They have to get off to a good start or they will have to try some other things. Well, at the very least the absence of Kevin Hayes for the start of the season, and
1: it's going to be at least 10 games now that he's on LTI, um, that slotted everybody else up a little bit higher, certainly down the middle than they otherwise would be. I don't think they signed Derek Broussard thinking he was going to be their second-line center. But you know what? In the summer, it looked like that was kind of uh, an under-the-radar addition. That could pr- turn out to be as important as any of the other guys they had.
2: How many years have we been doing this? That Every year we go into training camp, and we have too many centers, we have too many right-wingers, we have too many left-wingers. What are we going to do? We're going to have to send them to the minors. How many defense are you going to be able to, to carry? And then all of a sudden, November, you're looking around and saying – where do you think we can get a right winger? <laughs> Nothing changes. Nothing changes. Too many
0: broadcasters, sue Cuts. Too many broadcasters. <laughs> easy <right>. with that. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I don't want to bring that up. But, like, the, the business is to win. That's what we're all here for. And I, I think Morgan Frost is going to be a good player. I think Morgan Frost is a player that will be a big part of this hockey club down the road. But right now, he is, he's not in a position to play on the hockey team. The hockey team can't put him in a position. We're not a, 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 here to teach players at this level, like you said, Timmy. They go to the National, American Hockey League, the number one development league in the world, to learn how to play the game. Every one of our players... Every one of them have a different rate of maturation. Some get the game a little bit faster than others. But I think that you've got a lot of young kids in in the American League right now with Grant, I mean when I was driving by Wilkesbury, no, I'll get this right, Allentown, but there's a lot to look forward to, and right now it just didn't work out for those guys.
0: Do you know what the is that only a reason Pennsylvania I map up... behind you, Cozy? Is that a Pennsylvania that? map? Baby?
1: I'm pretty <laughs> <laughs> sure it's not. <laughs> <laughs> the,
2: this, uh, is, the... this is Scranton. It's Scranton.
1: It's it Where never that? looked never looked like so good. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll get it right. The only reason for bringing up Morgan Frost, we should talk about the guys that are here instead of the guys that are not. The only reason for bringing up Morgan Frost is I hope that the fan base doesn't look at his failure to make the team out of training camp as somehow an indictment on him, because it isn't. And he's still going to be a really good player. Um, There's a a different timetable for everybody that comes into the league, and there's no set answer for anybody.
3: I I would say with with Morgan, um, you know, it's as much – it as much about a, a uh, you know getting more putt touch, as being more assertive. You know the, you see you see the elements of skill. He goes he goes down to the Phantoms and you know his first his first uh, preseason game. It was, it was a different Morgan Frost. He was uh, was very assertive, making plays from the get-go. Kind of what we saw the first game, the first couple of games of this NHL column. You know, he scored in both games, he was involved in a lot of scoring chances. You know, the, this preseason, I think he, he was a player who was putting a lot of pressure on himself to, to come in, and he wasn't there. Was, there was no rhythm, there was no timing element. You know, he was actually better defensively than I thought he would be, and was something that Tuck Fletcher raised. Uh, he even had a preseason game where he had four hits. He was winning faceoffs. He made a, a play here, a play there. But, you know, you need, you need him to be a difference maker, you need him to, make, to create chances, get scoring chances in volume. I mean, that, that's the way. That's the way Morgan Frost can make an impact. Um, there, are, there are other guys you can come in who aren't going to hurt you defensively. You know, there, there are other guys who can call up to, to do this or do that. If Morgan Frost is going to play the role in the lineup that they envision him playing, he has to be the kind of difference maker he was, you know, in uh, most of his age, our rookie season, in flashes a little bit in the NHL, in what he showed at the first preseason game of the Phantoms. And that's the player he has to become. And it's the same thing with Cam York, too. Cam had... Moments and you know moments before the season where you you could see glimpses of what he can become, but he has to be you know he has to be that difference maker on a on a regular basis, moving the puck, running the power play, making making quick reads and incisions because you know because the NHL is very unforgiving and you know mistakes mistakes stand out more in the NHL. In the AHL, you get more opportunity smaller buildings, a little more space and time to make plays, and you can hopefully come up as a more confident player. That's both for Cam and for Morgan.
2: Well, the other thing, too, if I could add to what you just said, the American Hockey League, you get people flying all over the place because they just want to be able to make the National Hockey League. It becomes very, very tough. But it's interesting. We talk about skating and shooting and passing, all the different skill levels that we talk about. But do you know what the number one thing is for a player just like Morgan Frost? is that all of a sudden he'll go on that ice one day and everything will slow down in his brain. Right now, everything's moving fast for him because the game is too fast for him. But that maturation, all of a sudden the game goes, whoa. And then his skill level, we already know he's got an outstanding skill level, passing and shooting, all the things we just talked about. But it's just a matter of when that hits. And when it hits, it's going to be good for the Philadelphia Flyers.
0: That's kind of like... A night out with Coetzee. Everything kind of slows <laughs> down. <laughs> so, not for yeah. him, it doesn't.
2: Well, that, you know, that depends what you want in life, okay? <laughs> All
1: right, let's talk about some of the guys that we expect big things from because clearly there's a handful of guys that need bounce backs, uh, not just one or two. Um, that's what their mantra is. Uh, we've got something to prove. Uh, the obvious one is Carter Hart. Travis he has got to have a bounce back year. I'm looking at the guy I'm really excited to see maybe take a step back to where he was is the other Travis. And I think having played or he's going to be playing with a new defensive partner, I think that's going to help him immensely.
0: Yeah, Travis Sandheim is, uh, you know, we were joking, Bill and I had practiced the other day, he's always the last guy off the ice. The guy really just loves the sport, right? And uh, last year, just like almost all the young players outside of Joel Farabee, a uh, step backwards and a significant one. Um, and I do think, as is the case we talked about with Morgan Frost, confidence is so important for, for Travis. So I, I think that if he gets off to a good start here, he has a guy, once he gets back with, with uh, Raspis uh, as his partner, that he, he kind of knows where he's going to be. They seem to be developing a pretty good chemistry, I thought, during the preseason. Uh, I think that bodes well for him. I'm also uh, equally uh, anticipating the other Travis that was talking about this today, Travis, connect me, because uh, I just think there's so much in that, that tank there. And Uh, When he brings it, he brings that pest element. He brings that skill element, that speed element that this team really needs. So, um, you know, besides Carter, those two, the two Travises, are the guys I'm looking to the most in terms of the young guys trying to get back to where they were. I think that
2: uh, when you talk about, Travis Sanheim and you look at Philip Myers last year. Philip Myers lost his confidence totally, and I really believe that that sets Sanheim back. And the big thing about Sandheim that we've liked for the time that he's been here, and I think he'll get it now, playing back with there a guy named Ristolainen is rushing the ball, rushing up uh, ice with the puck and being involved. He he just stopped that, and I don't know why. And I think that that's going to be a whole different circumstance for him this year as far as being able to rush the puck, knowing that he's got a veteran like Ritz and Lyon on the other side backing him up.
1: Billy, anybody else come to mind uh, for you that uh, they can look for or need to look for to have a bounce back?
3: Yeah, and I actually think it was one of the positives in in training camp, Oscar Lindblom. Um, You know, Oscar's, all of his preseason fitness testing were back to the levels they were at. Uh, before the, uh, the cancer diagnosis, he was noticeably stronger in board battles, um, you know, creating, creating some plays, actually, and, and getting to the net. Now, he wasn't getting rewarded you know, with points in the preseason, but he looked a lot closer to the Oscar Lindblom, we remember, you know, before the cancer diagnosis, and, and, and pretty much in a day-in and day-out basis. You know, he's, he's getting closer and closer and closer to, to that player we saw beforehand, and that, to me, is one of the more encouraging signs I saw in camp. Right. I just want to
0: throw out Nick obey because I thought he had a really good camp, and uh, he, he also was in that malaise, I thought, last year. So uh, he, he can be an important player for this team, bringing energy, the physicality, all that. Uh, I think they're looking for a fourth line that can find some identity once they can get them all on the ice, and I think he can be a big part of that.
2: Timmy, just before you add that, this is one simple statement for a bounce back. Necessity. Carter Hart, now
0: you can yeah. move on.
1: Yeah, yeah, everything else is secondary, right? Yeah, After we, could, Carter Hart. we
0: could just start the whole round table and say that's what I, I mean, not to put it all on Carter, but if he doesn't bounce back, uh, all these other elements don't mean a whole lot. So, <laughs> unfortunately, it's uh, tough to put that much of a load on a young player's shoulders. But the bottom line is uh, he, he has to be better, and he's looked much better in camp. So I think the, 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 uh, the needle's looking in the right direction on that, hopefully.
1: All right. Let's end this first one with how are we going to gauge these first four games? Obviously they want to hit the ground running, get off to a good start. They were the lowest scoring team in the preseason. Not that that really matters. I'm really looking at how they are defensively five on five. To me, that's going to kind of set the tempo for everything else. Agree or disagree?
3: I would agree. I none of us have an opinion. I would agree. And I think, I think right from the get go, you want to get away from the slow starts, get away from chasing the game. You know, get get away from letting other teams dictate. You know, you're not going to. It's the NHL. You're not going to always impose your will on other teams. But the long stretches of games where that we saw a year ago, a season ago, that has to that has significantly improve. So I'm, I'm hoping to see, you know, better first periods and uh, a little more resiliency when you have the adversity within a game.
2: I'm going to add to that, Bill, because I love what you said there about starts. I mean, it used to be you were down a goal before you even came on, came on the ice in the Wells Fargo and the, the Spectrum. Now we ask you how your trip was. Do you need a bottle of wine? Everything good with your hotel? We make them feel comfortable. You shouldn't be able- Able to feel comfortable in the building you're visiting and I think that's a huge part to be able to get off to a good start the other thing I would love to see is the fight that we saw the other night the fight in this team that they had against the Washington Capitals the other night if they could do that against the teams that are very like the Islanders pretty tough team Washington pretty tough team these are going to be hard games I think that this is something that I'm really looking forward to
0: Yeah, and I think Rasmus, although he won't be in the opener, but he's going to really add to that. He, he's just a guy who who amps up the physical nature of the game. It's hard to believe one guy could do that in such a team sport, but we saw it when he was with Buffalo and I certainly saw it in a couple of the preseason games. So um, looking to get him back healthy because Coach, I think he really will add to that. But I, I do agree with Bill. The one thing that actually even with the team as it was playing well uh, two seasons ago in the, the season that was interrupted, even when they were winning those games, they were not a great first period team. So under AV, this has not been a great first period club. And I don't necessarily think they have to dominate, but they can't always be battling from behind. Can't wade their way into games. Come out on Friday and from every game there, there therefore, come out by, as you said, setting the tone, not, not waiting for someone else to set the tone.
1: Well, are they going to start the season 100% healthy? No. They're going to have to deal with some adversity, but uh, they're going to need to do some team building here pretty quick. We're going to see it in the first four games. Most important thing of all, it's Coatsy's healthy again.
0: That is correct. Right. Yes. <laughs> great to it, see Coatsy. i
2: great to say. <laughs> I'm, yeah. And um, I don't know if you guys know this. This just came out today. Pittsburgh is moving their farm team to Wilkes-Barre. <laughs> I
1: thought it was okay. Sprint. That's no a bad scoop. That's I don't know. will figure it just, out. Just dismiss half of what you hear here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> With our
1: first broadcasters roundtable. For Steve Coates, Jim Jackson, Bill Meltzer, I'm Tim Saunders. Enjoy the game.
0: The preceding program is an original production of the Flyers Broadcast Network.
3: You can find this and other programs available on demand at flyersbroadcastnetwork.com.